0: Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Starkville. Game one in the books, and the dogs win it 48-7 to over southeastern Louisiana. Charlie, I kind of forgot what it was like, man. Feels good to come in here on Victory Sunday, doesn't it?
1: Well, so you're going to go the three-quarter full, Bart, today, I see.
0: It's just like my cup of Strange Brew Coffee. It's still three-quarter full right now. I got you. Hey, did you see the line at Strange You went to Strange Brew this morning. I did go to Strange Brew this morning. A ton of people at Strange Brew this morning, in line, in the car line, inside. And the brewistas were doing a fantastic job of moving the line, moving everyone through.
1: And uh, They have to wonder what I'm doing because every time I go through there, when the drive-through window opens, you see the Bulldog Initiative sticker there? And I'm always taking a picture of that. <laughs> And and they look at me like, what are you doing? Why are
0: you taking a picture of this? Are you trying to take a picture of what we're doing in here? Are you filming us? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, well, I got my blueberry-flavored coffee this morning.
1: Hey, do you know what I saw? I got a message from my friend Todd out in Dallas. And I probably should apologize now because I don't think I – I'm bad about reading a text, seeing it, and them assuming that I read it. Yeah. You know, I guess one of my failures is I'm not the person who thinks I have to respond and say – Hey, cool! Got your message. I mean, they the the best
0: thing that ever happened with the iPhone is just the ability to just the, the like it.
1: Yeah. So anyway, what I did not know, and I talked to a friend Shane over at Strange Brew earlier this week, he had ordered a set of maple bacon pancake pods. What do you call them? K cups, whatever yeah. you, for your Keurig. So he had just gotten in a box of maple bacon pancake that he had shipped out to Dallas. And so.
0: (laughs) Well, you can get it at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship you the the pods. They'll ship you the coffee, mugs, and all kind of stuff.
1: And by the way, I'm closer to being okay with maple bacon pancake than I am with all this blueberry stuff that you just. And I actually kind of like the blueberry, but it just is not who I am.
0: You wouldn't believe the number of people that stopped me at the ball game yesterday and said, hey, let me tell you something. I've tried you blueberry flavored coffee. It's pretty good stuff. So anyway, Sunday coffee brought to you by our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House, Spring Street and Highway Twelve here in Startwell. Tupelo, you've got Brupelo and then in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Strange Brew Coffee House. All right, Charlie. Forty-eight to seven. Yesterday we led three to nothing at the end of the first quarter, twenty to seven at the half. And then go on and win 48 to 7 over Southeastern Louisiana. One of the great things about the first game of the season is you always have overreaction one way or the other. And it's almost like you guys, you attorneys. If I ask you a question, you're going to ask me three back. The question was, well, what do you think? Do you think our safeties are going to be good? Do you think our secondary is going to be good? And then all of a sudden, after yesterday, you probably asked me two or three questions back.
1: I have questions, I do, but also I have some things that when I went back and looked at the numbers that I think would surprise some people. I'm going to give you one of them, Bart.
0: I will gladly take it. I figured you had gotten in-depth in the game and had me some numbers.
1: The thing that happened to me yesterday, I was leaving, and everybody was telling me that our offense wasn't good, that we weren't good on offense. Offense was a disaster. What are we doing? Not counting the kneel down, we had the ball ten times yesterday. We scored on seven of those.
0: Didn't you say that in our Friday deep dig, our tracks plus deep dig on Friday, about how? What did you? You had some kind of acronym there about the number of times you wanted empty possessions. Nikes, I think it was what turnovers three?
1: and stops. And I said I only wanted three, and I actually said through the first three quarters I wasn't counting the end of the game, and that's what we had. And keep in mind too, one of those empty possessions. We had driven the ball all the way down the field, and we faced a fourth down, we, like a fourth and four, fourth and five. You could kick it or go for it. I was kind of saying, kick it. Here, let's add the field goal. But we we ran a play, and a defensive lineman bats the pass down.
0: Yeah, the guy was open out in the flat. I mean, defensive lineman jumps, that's, that's completely different than Will throwing it in the stands or taking a sack. Guy bats it down to the line of scrimmage. Okay, that's – That's one of those things that does make you feel a little bit better when you look at the overall grand scheme. I thought the defense was so much better in the second half. Hey, one of the things, you know, we start thinking about numbers, and that was one of your numbers in our Tracks Plus deep dig on Friday. One of the things I talked about was southeastern Louisiana being really good and explosive in the run game and about how I didn't want to see them have more than five runs over ten yards. And yesterday in the run game, they had five rushes over ten yards. But, hey, what else was funny was, what did I say? I'm patting myself on the back right here. I got double-jointed elbows this morning, patting myself on the back. What did I say? Southeastern Louisiana was really good at running around the left end. And the First play play from scrimmage. First play from scrimmage. Harlan uh, Dixon went around the left end for 14 yards. He had like eight linemen in front of him. And so you got cornerbacks and outside linebackers out there trying to fight off guards and tackles, and uh, he got 14 yards. And so it was kind of predictable.
1: All right, so why don't we do this? We, on our Tracks Plus Deep Dig on Friday, we had our three numbers each that we do. Let's talk about our numbers and, and see how they worked out.
0: All right, that was one of my numbers, five running plays over 10 yards. We hit on that. And so they. I said I didn't want to see more than five, and they had five. Um, My second number, actually I went high to low, and so I I didn't want to see more than seven missed tackles because last year against Memphis in the first game we had seven missed tackles. We did a really good job, and that was the fewest number of missed tackles we had all season long at home. And I thought we did a really good job last year coming out of fall camp and making tackles. And I remember like one play yesterday in the – maybe the second quarter, it seemed like a guy missed three or four tackles. But when you look at the stats of the game, and these guys go back, and they look at every single play, and they come up with missed tackles, it may be a little bit different than our coaching staffs would have. But Pro Football Focus this morning had us with five missed tackles in the game yesterday. So we really tackled well. We got there. We got the ball carrier down in today's world of – a lot of non-contact in fall camp and spring practice. I thought we did a
1: pretty good job of bringing guys down. I thought I – th- uh, I I can't decide. There's two things, and I think when we start to look at tackling, there's, there's a couple of things that go into it, right? One is getting in position to make the tackle. Two is making the tackle when you get in the phone booth with them, right? I – Thought there were times when we took some bad angles and didn't get to the phone booth.
0: Well, if you had Ray-Ray Bivens in the phone booth with you, you couldn't tackle him.
1: Well, that's right. But we didn't see Ray-Ray Bivens on the field yesterday, right? Uh, at least I didn't see him or anything comparable to Ray-Ray Bivens <laughs> out there on the field. So I thought, and I, Matt Wyatt made a point in the pregame show yesterday, one of the things And I thought this was kind of odd. You think about having an experienced defense, uh, one that comes back with a lot of confidence. He said one of the things you have to fight is a little bit of scheme, discipline, some scheme, you know, responsibility, discipline, and guys not trying to make too big of a play, just do your job. I thought he was kind of right. I thought it played out that way a little bit earlier. We had some guys taking what I'll call hero angles and, and looking to make a big hit and not just making the play, but that all sorted itself out. Now, I did think there were a couple of times, particularly where they were trying to attack the left side of their offense, right side of our defense, and one of the things that hits me, and it relates to your number again, not missed tackles, but tackling, Tyra Sweet was a good football player, and he's going to be missed.
0: He will be. He will be. And... I thought on the corners, on the outside, I thought they had in the first half. And I thought we we cleaned that up a good bit in the second half because they didn't do anything offensively in the second half. Looking back at my third number was about Will Rogers. And it came from Chase Bryce and what he did last year as a quarterback at Appalachian State under Kevin Barbet. And that was using the middle of the field, down the field. And I said I wanted to see three passes completed over 20 yards in the middle of the field, in between the hashes. Yesterday, we were 0 for 2. And so I got to looking at Will's numbers. And Charlie, he threw six screen passes yesterday out of his 29 attempts. But here's one of the things that stood out to me about the game. What did we talk about for Will Rogers the last three years? Average depth of target. And if you're just joining the show, you're just listening for the first time, what we mean by average depth of target is that is where the receiver is going to catch the ball. You know, so many times you think of a 15-yard game, the receiver may catch it at seven yards out, run for eight, and there's your 15 yards. We're talking about where the ball hits the receiver's hands. That is your depth of target down the field, working down the field. And in the air raid offense, the average depth of target for Will Rogers usually was between seven and eight yards. Yesterday, in non-screen plays, it was over 10. So you did see going down the field more yesterday. Now, it wasn't over 20, but it was definitely over 10.
1: How much do you attribute yesterday play-calling, decision-making in terms of you know depth of target and things like that to maybe just trying to keep it a little vanilla? Do, do you feel any of that? Because on the one hand... I mean, throwing Mike Wright out there, and, and I, I don't—it it wasn't like a traditional wildcat kind of thing. But putting Mike Wright out there and running the football—that was different. That was showing some things. Was there a mix of creativity and boredom yesterday?
0: I thought <laughs> it's funny you say that. I thought we had seventy-five percent vanilla with just a little bit of rocky road you know he had just (laughs) you know he had about he had a very small percentage of some really really good stuff and a lot of vanilla ice cream i thought the wheel route the fake the speed sweep to creed woodmore and then the wheel route around on the home side and that was that big pad what 33 yards from will to creed woodmore for that touchdown man that was a that's the play that as a guy who grew up watching mississippi state you're sitting there going man how does Alabama always run that wheel route, and we never run that wheel route, and we ran it yesterday, and Whittemore was open down the left sideline, catches the touchdown,
1: and so... Hey, did you think Will did a nice job giving him time to, yes. to clear on that?
0: Because I was upstairs, I, w- I was high enough where I could see the separation, and Whittemore had about three or four yards of separation early, and Will just waited, it was almost like he waited about two more counts, and let him get really open. And he laid it out there for him. Yeah, the patience there, as a young quarterback, probably throws that ball two counts earlier, and then it makes it even tougher. But he waited for the
1: big separation. All right, so on your numbers, how many did you hit? How many did you miss?
0: I hit two of the three. So we had uh, less than seven missed tackles. We kept them... Less than you know, five runs or less of over ten yards, and of course I missed that middle one about uh, down the field in the middle of the field over twenty yards. So I got two of my three. What'd you get?
1: Well, we're gonna have to have a discussion. Oh, here comes juris doctor Charlie. I'm gonna give myself one and a half out of three. And here goes. First, I said we needed twenty eight point a twenty eight point lead rather at the half. I pointed out that last year we led 28 to three two years ago against Louisiana Louisiana Tech we trailed 21 14 we didn't do that yesterday um, halftime score it's twenty to seven wasn't what we were looking for
0: so that's that's not the number you're gonna try to whittle me down on
1: no that one is a clear miss okay so I'll accept that the next number was three and that was basically going back to what we talked about a minute ago the idea of I wanted to score on all but three possessions. We hit. It doesn't feel that way. I don't think most people, if you'd have given a pop test leaving the, the stadium, they'd have said, well, we couldn't score. We scored on seven out of ten possessions. And one time when we didn't get the possession because we blocked the punt. and add. So seven out of our ten possessions end in points. And I still go back. I was saying, by the way, on that fourth down, you ought to kick that. But either way, that's a hit. The last, I said I wanted one made field goal. But in my random con- commentary, in the dicta, to use the legal phrase, I said I didn't want more than one. And we got one more. Now, here's why I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it because it wasn't that the drive stalled. It was we got the ball back late. We were playing for a field goal there. I mean, that was the long field goal right before the half. There was no meaningful opportunity to attack down the field to try to get a touchdown. That that was just kind of like a gimme field goal. I don't want to
0: side with you, but I'm going to side with you. Because if Will completes the pass, you know, he, he rolls out and has to dive forward, and he tries to run the ball. We have to call timeout. If he completes a pass down the sideline to the 10-yard line, it's still three seconds. We're going to kick a field goal of 28 yards instead of what we hit. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: And I thought – how about them using the timeout, to ice the kicker, the kick is short. <laughs> then we get another swing at it. And the second one would have been good from 55, maybe even longer. He, he got into that one. So you feel really good about where you are there. So I'm giving myself – in fact, I'm going to give myself two out of three there.
0: I will give you two out of three. That's pretty good. Hey, we're in the Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with a home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi and Farm Bureau – And, hey, we talk about our three numbers. Those uh, three numbers on our tracks Plus Deep Dig on Friday brought to you by by a new sponsor, brought to you by Maroon & Company.
1: Hey, and they aren't just a sponsor. They're like a participant because if you haven't seen the code, Bart kind of waited to the end of the announcement last week. You teased it a while. I want to get out front this week.
0: Yeah, you can get 15% off your purchase just by listening to us.
1: Go there. Go online. Do whatever you need to do.
0: Shop there. Shop at Maroon & Company. You can go to maroonandcode.com or in-store. Leftfield15, is that the code? Leftfield15, and that's a 15% discount on all your order, full-price items. And so they also have a ton of the interlocking MSU stuff. And I saw a bunch of that yesterday at the stadium. Go to maroonandco.com backslash 90s MSU. And they've got the largest selection in store and online of the new products. I got a mug yesterday, one of those 30 ounce. It's one of those big ones. It's got the interlocking MSU. And so. Were you hydrating properly? That's what I want to know. Okay, so last night at Bulldog Burger, you could see I was hydrating properly all day yesterday, is when. They came to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want a jug of half and half. Sweet unsweet tea. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, you didn't ask for a glass. It no, was the whole jug.
0: I just want to, I just want a jug. No, I was good yesterday. But Maroon and Company, if you're coming to, to start well, and you need that, that last minute item before you go to the tailgate. I was informed by my daughter yesterday that, Dad, you can't wear the same thing twice to a home football game.
1: Can you not?
0: That's what she told me. And, you know,
1: and she never lies. So let me make one more pitch for them, too. One of the things, and I think you're going to hear more about this in the coming days, Bulldog Initiative has had a lot of support locally. They need more, and there's going to be a real push to generate that support from local businesses as you look around, you see people who come in town and kind of line up outside the door, so you hope they'll start looking for that Bulldog Initiative sticker before they – spend their hard-earned money to find the people who are supporting the Bulldog Initiative, Maroon & Co. is one of those people. They were an early adopter, and so if you're looking to help the people who are helping Mississippi State succeed, Maroon & Co. is a place to go.
0: And they're Mississippi State people. Wyatt, Mississippi State guy. Wyatt Craig, they're Mississippi State people. And so you're supporting Mississippi State people who support the Bulldog Initiative, MaroonandCo.com.
1: Hey, Bart, you know, the other thing we did yesterday or two days ago on our deep dig, we looked at a couple of players. I just want to note for the record that the two players I picked didn't do a dang thing, didn't even make the stat sheet for reasons undisclosed, didn't play in the ball game.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that we're not privy to. And the participation chart of Southeastern Louisiana is something that we're really not privy to on the uh, Thursdays or Fridays before a, a football game.
1: How about this? They drove up yesterday.
0: Did they really? That's what I'm told. Drive up, drive back. You know, we tried that one time down at La Tech where we flew over the day of the game.
1: <laughs> that didn't work out well at all. No, that was – who was it? Somebody got suspended. Was that Pegues that didn't play Yeah. in the ball game? We go down there with Josh Riddell – Wesley Carroll, we get beat.
0: Tyson Lee played in that game.
1: Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Jamar Cheney broke his leg that game in there. Yeah. Right?
0: We didn't have a big enough locker room. Hey, we were talking about yesterday about the, the heat in openers. We were talking about this on the pregame show. And we had talked about this last week about the how hot the game was when we played at Memphis in two thousand. Oh yeah. And the thing I didn't the, the thing the thing I didn't remember was Tyler Hill sent me a text yesterday. Long time manager for Jackie Sherrill, worked in compliance too. I forgot Memphis had figured out a way to kill the air conditioner in the locker room, and it was like an oven in the locker room. We didn't get the locker room AC working until like the fourth quarter, and Jackie Cheryl was irate. So not only was it 99 degrees and it felt like 115, the locker room didn't have AC, and it was like a hot box.
1: You know, it would be interesting to go back and to write a book about Kind of those kind of shenanigans, right?
0: Kentucky not cutting the field. Yeah, three inches of you know of Kentucky bluegrass and you're just wading through you know the swamp out there.
1: I mean, I would like some off the field pre I like a book just about things like Jackie with the wind meter out in the Superdome.
0: I'll never forget that. I'll, I'll never for- Lance Lukovic lives in North Mississippi. Lance is from Carthage. Dad Pete, longtime football coach. And I walk out in the Superdome that day, and I said, "Lance, what are you doing?" He says, "Coach Cheryl wanted me to come out with a wind meter. He's he is convinced that the air conditioner here in the Superdome is going to blow the football." <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. Oh right.
1: man! Now you could write a book. All right, all right. So, general impressions for you. For whatever reason, it felt like a lot of people left the ball game yesterday feeling down, feeling negative. Now, predictably, we weren't three plays into the ball game before people were. Can't believe we gave up the air raid. What are we doing? That kind of thing. We should have kept who we had. Going back to our roots is the old Monday cool down show where we used to kind of calmly reflect on things. Do you feel better, worse, or the same after the ball game yesterday?
0: I don't know who all you were around. Yesterday was one of those days. Everybody I was around was pretty happy. Now, nah, I mean, I'm not talking about fully the
1: football. You have stayed off the X platform, yeah, formerly known as Twitter.
0: Okay, and I did not go to any of the Facebook groups. I can tell you that right now. But um, I thought yesterday, from a you know, from a, a ticketing standpoint and working with people in premium areas, everybody just was happy yesterday. I thought the I thought the game day experience came across okay yesterday. I thought it was pretty good. It may have been because of the weather, because you had high 70s at kickoff and a cloudy skies, so it wasn't just overly hot. I, I did look-
1: hear something I've never heard coming from the Junction yesterday. They had a stage set up. They had a group <laughs> singing. And I think one of the first renditions of My Sharona that I've ever heard pregame in the Junction.
0: I heard Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money.
1: Yeah, it was a, uh, an interesting interpretation of the song. You know, Simon Cowell used to tell people – on American Idol that you have to make it your own? I think they made it their own. They they made quite a few songs yesterday their own. You know, if we were not on
0: the pregame show, I think we could go down there and do a good job of singing, Charlie. Uh, hey, I like the vibe. I'm telling you, the Hellstake tailgate right there outside of Dorman, they had a big stage up. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was a good deal. And But, uh, you know, different people sing different ways. and. I thought the selection of music in the stadium pregame yesterday
1: was – You heard a little Jimmy Buffett. Was really good. They did that at Notre Dame yesterday as well. I expect that happened a lot around the country yesterday, a little Jimmy Buffett mixed in. Jimmy Buffett having passed away here, I think, Friday night. Yeah. Um, boy, good run for that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, he figured it out.
1: Um, okay, so my first question was, did you feel better or you feel worse? What's your overall takeaway?
0: Overall, takeaway is it's better than two years ago when we had to scrap, claw, and block a field goal at the end to beat LaTeX. Now you're playing an FCS opponent. Southeastern Louisiana is not a bad FCS team, actually, a pretty good FCS team. They're a well coached FCS team. Very well coached. They're a very well
1: coached football team. So, hey, let me, I'm going to jump on you one second there. Um, Let's talk about well coached. One of the things that I heard coming out of the stadium, and, again, I, I'm one of these guys, candidly, who has become overly sensitive to the <laughs> negative. I was like, you know, it's like, well, we, we took the easy way out. You know, we, we weren't coached well today. What? All right, so what, is that, what does that mean? Because here's what we had yesterday. Number of pre-snap penalties, zero. zero. We didn't jump offside. Number of a have... face mask. I mean, we had one penalty, one, and it was on a special teams play. Think about that. You miss only five tackles. Now, did you block it great? No. Did you throw it as good as you need to? No. Did you run it as good as you need to? No, we missed some yards there too. But, but here's that's something why you play the game. But hey, also yeah, yeah. I, this I, isn't a video game.
0: No, it's not. And and two, one of the things that's not kept on the stat book. How many times yesterday did we had to hurry did we have to hurry to the line of scrimmage? Because the play clock was getting down because we didn't have the play in. None. 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 I mean, we always got the play, had plenty of time to adjust, and that's what you're talking about. We weren't about.
1: running people in and out late. We, I,
0: I thought from a coaching standpoint, from from a overall game day standpoint, that was about as clean as you could possibly hope for, especially in the first game of a season. Nobody yet. Nobody ran on late. You didn't have to call timeout because you had 13 guys on the field on a pump block. I mean, nothing like that.
1: I'm good with all that. Yeah, so overall, I felt pretty good. I think the things we have to clean up are execution-related, and
0: we are supposed to. I think we're going to know a lot more sitting here next Sunday.
1: Yeah, I agree with that because next Sunday, I could be the – we couldn't get the play in. We didn't have enough. But as far as yesterday went, I thought that was all managed pretty well. One of the other things that came up this week a lot was the change in the game. We have done some things that shortened the game in theory. Now that game yesterday was played 3 hours.
0: Yep, started at 3:01, ended at 6:01. 3 hours
1: exactly. We ran 15 fewer plays on offense than we did in the opening game a year ago. We defended 3 more. We actually had to defend more plays than we did a year ago. Okay,
0: let me ask you this. So, looking back at last year.
1: So, a 12-play swing in the game.
0: 12-play swing in the game. But looking back at last year, you talk about us having fewer plays. For us to score on scoring drives in the past three years, it felt like the scoring drive had to be 12, 13, 14, sometimes 16 plays. We had some bigger plays yesterday. And you think about Whittemore with the long touchdown pass, then then the run –
1: yeah, we that, threw it 20 fewer times than we did in that ball game, And what does throwing the ball do? Well, when you drop it, when it hits the turf, it stops the clock, right? But if you're scoring more, I mean, that
0: takes away from the plays that you run. I mean, we had I – mean, you know, you know I think, what I'm
1: saying? I guess what I'm saying is both those things contribute. If you were looking, I don't know that you can say the new rules are what caused us to run 12 fewer plays. Obviously, it works in terms of shorting the game. Our style of play did that, too.
0: I didn't notice it. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't notice any kind of difference in time. And I may later on, but yesterday, I really couldn't tell a whole lot of difference. Could you? No. But I'll tell you this, too. Home games are tough for me and for you because there's a lot of the game that we're conversing.
1: We're seeing a lot
0: of people. It's like a family reunion. It's like the first weekend of the Neshoba County Fair for me. It's because you see people you haven't seen in a long time. Everybody wants to talk, and that's a great thing. That's what we do. That's what I do for a living. And so, there was a lot of conversation going on yesterday because the game was in hand the second half, and so everybody was wanting to talk about their kids. And
1: You know what else there is? There's a lot of, in this ball game. I found myself, who is that? <laughs> hand, me, hand, me that <laughs> hand me that card, 21. You know, you're still learning, guys. And you know the people, but still – One of the things that hurts me on the numbers, by the way, is when we were a kid, there was only one guy wearing number two. There was only one number seven. And so I find myself now, it's a little bit harder when you've got multiple guys, same number. You've got a bunch of new guys, and we played new guys.
0: You know, I found out yesterday, and here's what I started doing a few years ago, is I'd always tuck in a a roster in my back pocket. That way, if somebody says, hey, who was that, I can pull out the roster. The problem I have now is I've always had 20-20 vision my entire life, and now me pulling out that roster, and that print is so small on that roster, man, I felt old yesterday. I was trying to read the numbers, and people were laughing at me. But anyway, I I keep the roster in my back pocket. All right, uh, somebody that – Talking about players. That's always you trying to figure out who the big players in the game are.
1: You're going to say that the big player in the car industry is your friend Chris Keene.
0: at Cannon Ford of Starkville, just east on uh, Highway 182, just east of Starkville. If you're looking for a new or used car, if you need the body shop, you got a fender bender. If you've got uh, if you need to change your oil, if you need to have your heavy cars, your your tires rotated. If you're trying to figure out what that light's coming on for, they can run it through the diagnostic test, and that's our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville. Car business is they're finally getting more and more inventory. That's the thing about it is they got a, a big selection, new and used cars. They can get you whatever you want. So go by and see our good friends Chris Keen and his fine staff at Cannon Ford of Starkville, and they'll get you good and taken care of. And on Sunday Coffee, we have a new sponsor, Charlie, on uh, out of left field, and that's our good friends at Howard Technology Solutions. Hey, wait a minute.
1: Now, because I want to talk about Howard a second. You, you were giving our friend Wyatt Craig credit for being a good bulldog, and he is, Maroon and Company. This is another one.
0: Oh, yeah. Mr. Billy Howard started.
1: Three-sport letterman that later goes on. To start Howard Industries.
0: Yep. He was football, basketball, ran track. Billy and Miss Linda, they started Howard Industries a long time ago. They were in the lighting world, the power world, and now in the technology business as well. And so Man, how-
1: and they've got, like, some cool – like, have you ever talked to them about, like, their research and development stuff? It's crazy. Like, these- there's machines you can go up to, and you can say, I want this much ice, and I want to mix these assorted liquids. Kiosk.
0: If if you work in the in the government world, if you're in the you know, the K twelve, the higher education, you're look looking for laptops, your business, your private business looking for security, they can do everything from computer security, internet security to just physical security. You wanna know if somebody's trying to get in your front door? You mean door, like they can put a bouncer out there or something? They, they can do pretty much anything.
1: Okay. Over you, f- you think you know Rusty Toms works in. You think I could like hire Rusty like to Oh, Rusty will get you all figured stand out. Stand at the front door, and
0: he'll put all kind of monitors up for you. Card people,
1: and then David Perkins too. Rusty Tom's, by the way, had like 138 hits <laughs> in the regional in '97. <laughs> you talk about this, is no lie. When if you were to go back for Mississippi State and say who had the best regional performances at the plate in all time Mississippi State baseball history, we all know Burke Masters in '90. Rusty Tom's in '97 was that same guy. Yeah, he, he was. just didn't have the home run at the end. No, no. And so Eric Debose got all the credit <laughs> at the end, but Russ got there. But you know, a couple of good Bulldogs. So you've got Mr. Billy, who you, that whole family has been has been great to us. Been great to Mississippi State. But David Perkins, whose daughter Miss Mississippi, uh, wouldn't have bet on that. You know, there's a lot of things in life. You know, when I met David and. But 1990, if I said, you know, his daughter would be Miss Mississippi, the odds, you know. I probably wouldn't have included that in a parlay. No, you
0: know? good people, though. Man, they're all just great people. They have over 4,000 Took employees. After mom, thankfully. Thankfully. And so it's just a, it's a great Mississippi company down in Jones County. And so they do so much. And the Howard Technology Solutions, go to howardcomputers.com. And you will be amazed at all the stuff that they can do to help your business, your school district, your city, whatever you need in the technology world. They literally can get it for
1: you. Doing a lot up here.
0: Oh, man, at Howard Technology Solutions. All right, Charlie, how do you feel? You asked me how I felt. How do you feel?
1: Tired. I'm a little tired. First of all, here, here, and let me break this down for you. Opening day, there are a few things that really just kind of keep me from sleeping opening days are among them and it's not like I had any special obligation or special duty I mean all we had to do is a pregame show right and basically because of the work that we do on the deep dig and during the week the only real thing we have to do to prepare for a pregame show is to show up and even though I didn't have to get there till about noon I was still worried about it and so I didn't sleep good I had the anticipation of the season I really, really like this coaching staff. I wanted them to have a good start. I did, uh, So I was carrying a little bit of nerves in that regard. And then it's just something about, you know, it's a long day when, when all that goes into it. That's why I'm always so appreciative and so thankful that Labor Day weekend is when the football season starts because you get a little extra bounce back time. You've know, you got to get in shape for these kind of things. And so now it's here. Now the routines have all been tested. Football team knows what dog walk looks through. We know what tailgating looks like. We, we've we we'll get a chance to work out the kinks and then next week do it all over again. How do I feel? All right, here's the half full side. <laughs> okay, the half full side says this. We scored on seven of our ten possessions. We had a big play in special teams. We didn't have pre-snap penalties or, for that matter, penalties during the action. We had one penalty the whole game. Going back to what you were saying, we didn't have guys confused. We knew what we were trying to do. We didn't always do it, but we knew what we were trying to do. We had a change of pace show up in Mike Wright. And the problem, and this is now, here comes my half-empty thing. The frustration that I wake up with is, people who don't realize that a change of pace is successful because it is, in fact, a change of pace. If it becomes your only pace, right? You know, we're talking about having a quarterback controversy. Well, the guy didn't throw a pass. Let's embrace the fact that we have two different things that we can do. And if one of them is working, you ride it. If one of them isn't working, ride the other one. We have options. And so I guess what I'm saying is having two things – that are average to above average, is good, right? We need more options if we're going to be successful. So I like the fact that if we come out and Will's hot, ride it. If we come out and he's not, snap it to Mike Wright and let him do what he does. And when they start stopping him, go back to the other. So I'm happy about that. What am I concerned about? I'm a little bit concerned after yesterday yesterday on the back end of our defense. I thought Dcam was really good. The rest of the secretary, I, I don't know. Now, can I show, hey, we were getting lit up? No, there was really one drive. There was one drive we didn't play well, and that's kind of covering, kind of coloring my thoughts, rather, probably unfairly. But you know what you got at linebacker? I thought Nathan Pickering played well. I thought Travion Williams did well. I see I've got a lot of emotions to process here this morning, Bart.
0: I thought Russell played well.
1: Yes, DeMonte Russell was a lot of places, and, and with Jet and Buki, you know what you got? Buki was really good in the pass rush yesterday. Had one and a half sacks. Brought him in pressure. Um, Crumdy was, you know, he was good. Played a lot of guys, so I still think, you know, here's what I want to see. I want to see Purvis or Page step up and, and really fill that Tyrus Wheat spot.
0: What do you think was going through Avery Sledge's mind when that ball was coming right down to him and he's at the five-yard
1: line? If one of my teeth, nobody knocked me over. If
0: anybody knocks me over, tries to steal his ball away. That's
1: right. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> he's like a center fielder calling it. So I guess all that is to say, and I'm again, I'm probably just too unfairly swayed by some things that, that I heard and read, and I'd say this having options for us is a good thing. It is. State wins at 48 to
0: 7 over southeastern louisiana so next week you get a night game. 6:30 start against Arizona. I think we're going to have a wild night. I think it'll be I think it's going to be a fun night. Talked to a lot of people who were not able to be here yesterday, they're going to be here next Saturday night.
1: Hey, I'll tell you this, don't you feel like after yesterday though? Again, we went 48 to 7 you still don't feel like you play great, aren't you a little bit more concerned about the Arizona game than you were three weeks ago? Like when we pick up the schedule, and this is the way it goes every year, right? When you pick up the schedule, you just kind of cavalierly start, uh, win, win, and then LSU. Hey, we're going to have a college football game next week. Now, before we go, I have to ask this. We're going to have LSU and Florida State. We had South Carolina, North Carolina.
0: Ooh, did Ooh. you watch that game last night? North Carolina had nine sacks against South Carolina. And every time, every time South Carolina dropped back, I mean, heavy pressure.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. It was pretty – it was ugly. But isn't it an embarrassment? Maybe that's too strong a word. If you were the czar of college football – Oh, I know where you're going with this. There's only are like two games this weekend. that we've gone through week, quote, zero – now, you did have the Notre Dame-Navy game, kind of a marquee event week one. But oh. more people, I think, have tuned into than probably the NBA Finals and the Super Bowl combined. But other than that, um, week zero, as they call it, week one, there have been some dogs, man. <laughs> Look around the SEC. Florida going to Utah. Right. LSU, Florida State. Give me another.
0: No. No, it ain't Tennessee and Virginia. Whew. No,
1: um, and then I guess the next question is, do we care?
0: Well, you'll start getting into real football next week, so that's really all that matters, especially for us. Who's gonna win between LSU and Florida State? I want you on record.
1: I can't. I can't say. I'm. I haven't gotten into breaking that one down. I was more concerned. Do you think Florida State's looking ahead to Southern Miss next week? <laughs> They're seeking revenge for the Do you think going to 1989 be vanilla? game. Yeah,
0: they're going to be 80% vanilla tonight against LSU because they don't want to give away to Will Hall next week.
1: You remember the 89 game, right? Oh, yeah. All right, so, 89 is we played down at Southern Miss. Brett Favre was down there, and they had just beaten Florida State. And then we beat them. And then we beat them. Kenny Ray Roberts, Jerry Bolden, Joel Logan had a field goal in that game. Southern Miss – this, the group down there, security, they were hauling people out of there left and right. <laughs> Basically, if you had maroon on, there was a 50% chance <laughs> you were getting thrown out of the game for something.
0: Yeah, they couldn't take it that night. Hey, enjoyed it. It's always fun to win. It's always fun to talk about wins.
1: Then they started throwing people out of Crystal Burger. <laughs> <laughs> friend of mine was. Then everybody met at rodeos. A friend of mine was standing on the counter leading the uh, go stage here and. They didn't appreciate that at the Crystal Burger in Hattiesburg back in 1989.
0: Yeah, we didn't have the hail state. We had the go state.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks to our
0: good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House, Strange Brew, two lo- uh, three locations, Spring, uh, Spring Street and Highway 12 here in Starkville, Tupelo, and then now in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Our good friends at Farm Bureau at the Farm Bureau Studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi. Tracks Plus we had our Tracks Plus deep dig on Friday. Maroon and Company. Go to maroonandco.com. Don't forget the code leftfield15. Leftfield15. In-store purchases or online and get that uh, great apparel that interlocking MSU the state script now on those shirts and so Maroonandco.com for Maroon and Company. Country pleasing Sausage Howard Technology Solutions, go to HowardComputers.com. Our friends at Canon Ford of Startwell and Bank First. For all your lending needs, go to BankFirstFS.com for a location in Mississippi and in Western Alabama. Our good friends at Bank First. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Call.